What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. How are you? I'm good. Clint, when we were first married, I had a friend reach out to me, and this friend was nothing like he was from what I had remembered. And he called me, and I remember feeling scared because I didn't understand what was going on. And he was telling me how he needed help and how all of the authorities were watching him. And he was in such a state of panic and confusion and paranoia. And then I later learned that he was suffering from symptoms of substance abuse. And this recently happened to me with somebody else who um, they have consumed drugs so much to the extent that that paranoia is something that they're they're living with to where law enforcement is involved and he believes that the government is surveilling him and that he has some kind of radiation poisoning and he's afraid he's being tracked because of it and just all kinds of crazy shit and it it got me thinking about no matter how absurd and very sad those types of symptoms are, especially if it's somebody who is suffering from a mental health crisis, um, be it a byproduct of drug abuse or not, how I too have suffered from a similar sense of paranoia with all of the crazy shit that has taken place within our country and our government. And one way that I have remedied that, luckily it hasn't been the need to quit drugs because I, I don't do drugs, but it's actually been to get a VPN put on all of our devices. So if you're not familiar with what a VPN is, it's essentially a secured network, a server that will look like your internet activity, be it on your phone, your computer, your laptop, is somewhere other than where you're located. And the type of information that you're sharing or researching on your device won't be shared with these wonderful people that we're supposed to trust at the head of our country. So I definitely feel a lot less sense of paranoia because of that. And I'm sharing that with you because I have a discount code I'll put down below for our new Express VPN. Um, definitely something that I wish we had gotten a lot sooner and most certainly something that I'm definitely glad that we have now. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about one of the real reasons why you're truly unhappy, and a statistic that will probably shock you as much as it did for me. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Why are you giving me that look? I'm just looking at you. No, that's a look. Mm -mm. Okay. (laughs) I learned that for every happy friend that we have, our happiness increases by 9%. And this was over a 20-year study. And then for every unhappy friend, your happiness will decrease by the same amount. So we've heard from our folks that we need to be careful about the people that we hang out with, right? Be choosy of your friends. And we used to think that was bullshit. And I remember getting so mad at my folks whenever they would say something like that, like, how offensive. You don't like my friends. (laughs) But there's actually more merit to it than I think that our parents ever even knew. And think about that for a second. For every happy friend, your happiness increases by 9%. I don't know about you, but number one, I try to be that happy friend. I try to be that person in the the crowd or the group of people that 
people want to gravitate towards. And that's not to pound on my chest. That's just, number one, a a natural trait that I am lucky to have that was given to me from my father because he is very much that person. And number two, it's it's one of my main characteristics, I think, to um, have that sense of charm and to genuinely be interested in other people. And it's not something that I've always been good at. It's definitely something that I've had to study and to research and to learn about myself and other people in terms of um, reactions, interactions, learning how to shut my mouth, <laughs> literally paying thousands of dollars to learn how to shut my mouth in some social situations. And I thought that this statistic was so profound because I remember, you know, I'm thinking back and we can all do this where there's there's this person that we've sort of hexed out of our lives. And then you're like, it's a relief when that finally happens. It, it usually doesn't feel good in that moment when you break up with a friend but then afterwards, there, there's this huge sense of relief, whether it's they were sucking too much of your time, they were taking too much of your resources, you started to feel like you were giving so much more than, and then they were just taking and taking and taking and there was never an equilibrium in the relationship. And when we understand that that type of relationship has existed for all of us, we've all experienced that, then it makes it easier for us to be able to vet our friendships in the future. So what I'm taking away right now is you're saying if I have 10 happy friends, I'll be actually 11 happy friends. I'll be 99% happier. So I just need 11 happier friends. I think nine times 10 is 99. So 11. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are good numbers. So my goal is to find nine more happy friends because I have two of them. (laughs) My baby. And I don't know. My baby is my only happy friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some work to do. No, but now, no, I and I have other people, and and really looking at it, like, yeah, I know people who are drains, and I know pe- the people who are those positive impacts within my life, and and I it's drawing from that, and 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 it doesn't mean that one of those people who are your happy friends now can't turn into one of the negative friends in the future too. Cause that happens all the time too. Like I've seen both spectrums because they might be going through hardships, but that is something that you can step forward and be that positive influence on them as well. But I also want to point out something that you've said, because you said, if I gain 11 happy friends then I can like guarantee my 99% happiness and it doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. We have a baseline of happiness that is our personal responsibility based on on many factors on a personal level. That's the 1% extra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, looking at a 20-year research study with these types of statistics, you know, I, I truly believe the saying of we are the byproduct of the five people that we spend the most time with, 100%. And I, I am in reflection, very, very lucky to have been raised and to have grown up in the environment that I did, because that has such a dramatic impact on what that happiness looks like. And that doesn't mean that it's the sole contributor. It doesn't mean if we grew up in a shit home, we're always going to feel like shit, but it does make it easier. It definitely gives you a a running advantage, I think. And if if we have been raised in, let's say, a broken home, 
or a less than optimal home, a home where we weren't surrounded by people who showed us happiness and love, then that's a great thing because for me, that's information. And to me, if I were in that situation, then it would be very important, probably priority for me to make sure that I seek out people who have that type of energy to shift my 9% as fast as I could. And it, it becomes very easy for us to make excuses as to why we can't do that. Oh, well, I can't quit my job. You know, I know I suffered from that for a very long time to where that, fuck, that 9% was probably magnified immensely because of the sadistic, sadistic person that I worked around and the environment that that created, right? Being in an environment like a workplace where you have somebody like that who's that negative 9%, even if the people around you are not a negative nine and that should in real life be a plus nine, a lot of the times they can't emulate that because of that superiority level that dwindles the rest of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And and it's very true because you're around that so much. It just eats away and eats away, eats away more. And like you said, you are the outcome of the five closest people that you're around and if you're around that negativity so much then it has a dwindling effect on you and I think it's important for all of us to really analyze the relationships we have with other people and do almost a self-dive on it to see one where do you fall in that category? You can say, oh, I'm a happy person. I'm always, but the reality is when you're around that other person, you may not be. They might be your your scratching post or, or the person that you vent everything to all the time and they never see the positive side of it. And it's not that you're doing it intentionally it's, but all they see is negativity coming from you instead of that positive outlook. And it might not always be that we need to hex out somebody who is drawing in a minus 9% for us. Sometimes a simple conversation with somebody about why you're feeling that they're in that minus 9% and use this as an example. Use these stats as an example to back your argument with it. Having a candid conversation might make all the difference in what you just said, Clint, and setting parameters and boundaries in our relationship like that if we're starting to feel a negative energy could be all that's needed in order to make that minus nine start to increase significantly. So I think that's an important thing to have brought up. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, get your VPN in the link below. Best thing that we've done in a very long time. Yes. As always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.